y'all and welcome back to another episode of we know how to read i'm megan i'm natalie and i'm sarah and we are so excited to have on our they know how to write episode sarah delaverne uh we are so so excited for you to be here welcome welcome i'm super excited to be here it was great meeting you guys at imaginarium so i'm happy to be here and happy to talk books yes yes we will talk books we'll talk bookish things uh we'll talk everything in between as well oh yeah oh yeah all of the things get ready for the we know how to read podcast Um, and we're going to have you real quick before we get into our icebreakers, we're actually going to have you tell our listeners a little bit about your books. So they have an idea of what you write, what genre and what they will be putting on their TBR next. <laughs> Perfect. Um, all right. So I am Sarah Delaverne. My first book is Daughter of Shattered Skies. It is an epic fantasy with multi POV, um, and immense, uh, immersive world building, um, I feel like I'm terrible at talking about blurbs, to be honest. It is like the I, worst, hard. Was worst literally... thing I write is trying to sum up 100,000 words into less than 500 and be like, well, it's about a girl <laughs> and then things happen and it's really fun and exciting but I mean, it always you sold sounds me. so you bad sold when it. I talk about it. No, no, you sold it. You I sold mean, it. literally- as you were going, I was like, wow, this is a really good. I know, it was smooth. Like, was smooth. you know, introduction Better to this world. Literally, <laughs> I've been told so many times that I need to really rehearse my elevator pitch. So, like, Natalie, Natalie, you can't. It's the worst. I'm <laughs> so, so bad at that. It's but so I want to tell you everything. And then I do. Oops, that's my problem. I'll it? go in and I'll tell you who the big baddie is. And you'll be like, <laughs> why did you ruin your book for me? And I'll be like, i've only told a few people who the big baddie is in my book series mainly because they bless their souls i love them have the memory of a goldfish so (laughs) it'll be brand new to them when they read it (laughs) definitely let's get into our get to know you questions so if you could be pen pals with any fictional character from any world any book who would you pick what book would they be from Oh, okay. So because I just recently finished Divine Rivals. <gasps> Shut the front door. It's- uh, okay. I loved that book. I accidentally read that in like less than 24 hours. Um, amazing. Really, really good book. I think I would want either Iris or Roman as my pen pal. I don't particularly care which one because they both <laughs> have their... Uh, narrative styles if you will but I really yeah. enjoyed the the stories and mythology that Roman was telling Iris so yeah. I think maybe Roman if I if I had to pick but either yeah, yeah, or yeah. best pen pal all right <laughs> are you looking forward to the sequel coming out I think in February right is that right February March isn't it December December no no, no it's February <laughs> I was like I don't, don't get me so. too excited <laughs> Uh, I am. February, uh, yeah. Is it? It's Ruthless Vows. Correct. Yeah. And I am super excited for that. That's going to be um, quite the sequel there. <laughs> yes. I I have started it. I have not. Um, I literally went on the hunt for it to find it because I could not find it anywhere. I have this weird obsession of like going. If, it's like giving a college a good try. I go to the bookstore first before ordering it online because that's just what I do. And I had to hunt for that book to find it in a mm-hmm. store. 
it's super popular I feel like a yeah. lot of stores are running out of copies it's kind of like a fourth wing all over mm-hmm. again where mm-hmm. it kind of snuck up and surprised people and now everybody is like oh my god I have to have it I have to have it I have mm-hmm. to have it read yesterday yeah oh yeah, yeah. big time, big oh, yeah. time. all right well good all choice right. <laughs> so yeah I that's on my TBR but I haven't read it yet but it is on my TBR because I see it everywhere and I'm like oh that looks that looks good um so dead or alive it, it could be we're, we're talking magic here dead or alive which author would you want to sit down and talk with oh that is a loaded question <laughs> isn't um, it is <laughs> all of them no <laughs> You know what? I'm going to go with Brandon Sanderson. Really? Uh, I'm a big Sanderson fan. Okay. I love his world building. I love the Cosmere and how all of his stories kind of interlink. Mm-hmm. Um, and it impresses me the rate at which he writes because mm-hmm. I am not nearly that fast. <laughs> so I would definitely want to have a wonderful sit down conversation with him and pick his brain. We're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna circle back to this question, <clears throat> this uh, answer later because Megan, Megan and I have something on, in the future episodes for 2024 that involve um, 99% sure will involve that man and we might need some book recommendations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm your girl. Excellent. And I believe I can speak for both of us as two Brandon Sanderson virgins. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we're gonna have to talk about that later. <laughs> we will. Absolutely, Jerry. excellent (laughs) okay hypothetically if you knew i don't know why you would know this if you knew that you were going to be stuck on a deserted island in advance (laughs) of course what three books would you take with you (laughs) oh I feel like I knew this question was coming, mm-hmm. but I think my answer changes every time. Oh, um, naturally. Right now, mm-hmm. I would actually want to bring all three books of the Greenbone Saga by Fonda Lee, Jade City, Jade War, and Jade oh. Legacy. I've heard of this. I don't know what okay. it's about, but I've seen the titles in passing. What are they about? So I'm going to do my terrible blurbs again. And this is the first blurb that I have given to many of my friends. And they have been like, Sarah, you're terrible at this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I am going to describe it as magical Yakuza. (gasps) Say less. In in like a kung fu movie. Say say. It is so good. I, it's a lot of world building up front. I read it with one of my book clubs. And I think if I re- remember correctly, we read the first like 11 chapters and then we met to talk about the first 11 chapters. Mm. And that first meeting, all we did was complain about how we didn't understand what was happening. We couldn't remember the characters' names. The world building was really intensive. And we just had so many questions. Mm-hmm. We read another like 14 or 15 chapters and met again the next week. Our opinions completely changed in that next section, and we were <laughs> obsessed with it. And it okay. just, it's so, so well done. Such a tight yeah. and beautiful story with great characters. So, Megan, you're going to write that down for me so I can remember uh-huh. later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I have a pen, but nothing to write on. You got to have a lot of paper. I, 
all the desks. paper is so <laughs> got all of the pens and all of the things to write. I am not sitting at a desk. I'm just sitting in a reading chair with uh, all of my equipment on top of a piano bench. Um, <laughs> all right, we're very professional. <laughs> I mean, I would say I'm pretty professional because, like, I mean, this mic. Hello, <laughs> I have two monitors in front of me, so I have like one thing that's just running all the processes in the background, and then I have all my like tabs open. Mm, I, I like that setup that's a good setup yeah yeah um all right let's get into our our bookish questions for you what would you say what would you say thinking about what you'd like to read is your most read genre fantasy okay and least read non-fiction <laughs> <Don't we all>. excellent <laughs> uh, I do not read nonfiction. I think I read a couple of books when it was like assigned reading in college and grad school. <laughs> but other than that, if uh, you were going to recommend a nonfiction book to me, I'm going to go, oh, okay, yeah, totally. Yeah. I'll add that to my TBR. And it is going absolutely nowhere near nope. my TBR. <laughs> no. Nope. Speaking of college, you have a BFA from the Franklin Pierce University. What did you get it in? English. English. Okay. And then you did a creative writing the other one and then I did the creative writing in grad school so okay cool I wasn't lots of just continuing to go forward with the writing thing so how's your grammar (laughs) I'm sorry I didn't quite hear the question (laughs) remember when I said that I was doing more edits yeah it's because my grammar is terrible I didn't go into English is because well one I am dyslexic and two I was like my grammar is atrocious which is part of being dyslexic cause and effect and Mm -hmm. I was like I would never make it as an English major based (laughs) off of all of these reasons (laughs) so what I've noticed recently is I have ADHD and every thought that I have comes with at least two or three like adjacent side thoughts Mm -hmm. Uh when I'm writing all of these turn into one giant comma spliced sentence. Oh, and I have to go back yes. through and break yeah. up, you know, 500 words into mm-hmm. multiple sentences because to me, it just, it was one cohesive thought. And then I read it back and I was like, you are this like is... a gerbil on crack cocaine. <laughs> I, I have officially, my friends bless their beautiful souls. Megan can attest to this is um they have dubbed the way i text my own a foreign language because it, it is not coherent 99 percent of the time and as you text me and our friendships grow you become bilingual it's true <laughs> it's true it's, it's so not english i don't know what it is they just call it natalie you're just bilingual in, in two forms of english <laughs> so who <laughs> Uh, I also have a, a unique texting language. I um I bombard my friends with massive amounts of text messages. So it's not that you receive one text from me. You receive at least three texts from me at any given time. Sometimes my- it's short. Sometimes it's a really big paragraph. But I always have something to say. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's that's accurate. Like, we, yep. yep. Uh-huh. Um. So, if you could turn any book into a movie, and you can't choose your own, Damn. what book would you choose? 
I actually just recently had this conversation with one of my friends. I would love to see one dark window and two twisted crowns <gasps> as like I keep seeing it as like a Netflix animated series with Ooh. like a darker animation style. Okay. Okay. Um so that's I would love January. to see that as some sort of immersive because the magic in that is great. The stories are amazing. The second one I honestly thought was better than the first book, which I thought was going to be hard to top, but that's really like good story. And again, very tight storytelling and very uh, unique magic and world. That's my January TBR. That's what I'm going to be reading then because I have a few books to finish. Hands down, you guys got to read it. And the oh, fact wow. that you get to binge them back to back is just like... <laughs> Spend the weekend, get some cocoa, you'll be fine. Not not gonna lie, that's what I did with Fourth Wing. So you know, <laughs> maybe my birthday. You know that weekend. princess life. There you go. Maybe my birthday weekend. That's what I'll do. <laughs> that'll that'll be a good a way to occupy myself. <laughs> okay, so what time of day, like as a reader, as a not as an author, but just as a reader, what time of day do you feel like you do most of your reading? Do you just read in the morning? Do you read in the evening? all day every day can't stop won't stop <laughs> disclaimer um this is me definitely not talking about being in office ever ah, yes no this is outside of office hours definitely, definitely outside of office hours naturally um yes, yes. <laughs> i could read all day um i'm definitely one of those people where if i'm like really into a story um I kind of I cancel plans to do it I'll cancel mm. plans and be like ah oh, no it's fine I got something to do <laughs> I don't feel so good and I'll, <laughs> I'll read all night um life obligations do obviously get in the way so I typically uh -huh. do do most of my reading in my evenings mm -hmm. um and on my lunch breaks but yeah if I if I get an opportunity to read during the day I will seize that opportunity every chance I get <laughs> I have never 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 read a book with students in the room never ever you know done that while they were working on a project um yeah, <laughs> didn't do that uh, yesterday. I was definitely it's one fine. of those kids that had like <laughs> a reading book on top the one that we were doing with class uh -huh. I would also have a book like on my lap and my teacher would be like Sarah are you reading Harry Potter while well, we're also reading the Scarlet Letter and I was like, yes, I yes, am. Yes, I am. <laughs> I once, um, I was in band uh, for like two years in high school. I did not do well in band, but well. <laughs> I, I played flute for like two years, but not well. Um, but I remember one day I was reading, I remember the book I was reading. I was reading Ink Death by Cornelia Funk. Mm. Um, and I just sat there and I was reading it. And then suddenly everyone was looking at me and the band director goes, well, maybe this time when we play the song, Megan will join us and not read your book. I had read through them playing an entire set of a song, had no clue that we had even started because every time we stopped playing, I would start reading and then I'd put it away and then just didn't put it away that time. No I mean, idea. Went yeah. right didn't even notice the music playing you really jogged a memory for both of us because I 
was so terrible about reading my books during other classes Mm -hmm. so I have this very distinct memory I used to read uh all of my manga during my history class that's a good choice (laughs) that is a good choice because I already knew the history I was acing history I was not struggling in that class I was like Mm -hmm. I got this shit and so (laughs) I was reading my manga during that class and I it got so bad that I was reading it instead of the textbook that he ended up confiscating my books and had to have a meeting with my parents about me <laughs> reading during class instead of the textbook. And that was the day that my parents discovered that I read anime. <laughs> they Oops. didn't know because I kept all the books in my locker. And I, I so me and my friends used to have uh, manga lockers because they didn't have it in libraries at the time. And so we, it was back in the time where we had mandatory 30 minutes of reading every day in one of our classes. It would that sounds like, awesome. Where do like I get involved? 30 minute reading. Everybody must read for 30 minutes. And yeah. so if we needed a, if we didn't already have a book to read, we'd frantically in the five minutes in the hallway be like, I need a book. I need a book. And we'd all open our lockers and have like Harry Potter and manga. And we would just like pull a book out and like run to class to read it during 30 minute mandated reading time. Um, and so I had like probably 20 novels in my locker. <laughs> ah, I was a nerd. I love that though. That's pretty great. And kids these mm-hmm. days will never know the struggles that we oh. went through in the I- late nineties and early two thousands where manga and manga however you say it I don't yeah. know no. was not readily available no. you had to right. go to the store and you had to buy it and they were yes. expensive volumes so like dollars finish a, a series like Inuyasha that was like 60 plus volumes was like yeah impossible not gonna <laughs> I happen reading I, I remember the one I got caught with was Roni Kenshin and, that's a good one right <laughs> thank you it was Rony Kenshin that I got I'm glad it wasn't Death Note because that would have been way better. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I, I was reading that the week before and if I had gotten caught like because I finished what was published at that point if I had gotten caught with Death Note <laughs> <laughs> post 9-11 that would have not gone over very well no our parents would have been very con- very concerned oh, yeah. about us yeah. very. yes if yes, only yes. my parents knew the content of the things that I was reading right right they were just so excited that I was like happy about reading and it was something that I would prefer uh-huh. to do versus like watch television or something that they were like oh you want to read that's fine here you go here's yeah. books yeah I'd be like okay cool I'm yeah and then like this girl getting fucked <laughs> right literally though it's like what are you doing on the computer over there uh reading oh no I literally used to print off fan fiction from fanfiction.net and we I would go meet up with friends at the movies we wouldn't actually go see a movie we would just sit there and eat popcorn and swap fan fiction stories (laughs) because we couldn't like oh it was so bad I can't believe I did that like (laughs) I would go to the movie theater and we would just sit in the lobby and read fan fiction I can 100% believe that you did that. Um, <laughs> I had no hope. Similarly, ever, me ever. and my friends would, uh, <laughs> we would go sit in the library during our lunch periods because we were all kind of nerdy. And apparently the librarians really liked us because they let us have food in like a very particular section of the library, which we weren't allowed to do. Oh. So we would eat our snacks at like these tables and then they would like let us just hang out in the library. And that would be one of the things that we would do because our parents nice. yelled at us that we use the internet too much at home. 
if only yeah. they knew how technologically advanced the society has gotten these days uh-huh. <laughs> it would probably have told me to get off the internet less but oh, you're right you had to print your fan fiction and bring it in and then read it during your breaks yep yep <laughs> yep because you only had a certain amount of time because you know they had to make their phone calls there's only one computer you had to disconnect the landline etc mm-hmm. etc Kids these days will never know the struggles. Oh, no, no, no. They will not. (laughs) Do you have an at home library? This is so random, but do you have an at home, like, like, do you have one of these? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, in that direction is the rest of my living room. And, um, when I moved, I had over 23 boxes of books. Nice. And I have had many purchases since then. Um, so when I move again, whenever that may be, hopefully not soon, cause I don't want to do that again. Um, I will probably double that and I'm on the third floor. So, so oh, I- same, same. I have, again, 20 something boxes when I moved in here, carried yep. them all up by myself, three flights of stairs. Um, Work out of a century, huh? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how I'm going to get them down, but uh, <laughs> yeah, probably. Just I will feel never that, move without movers ever again. Uh-huh. At this point, no. No, mm-hmm. I have too many books. I yeah. The guys probably could have just spent three or four hours just moving books. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's, so, My question is about your library. Well, I guess I have a question. I am like, anal about my my bookshelves they all have like so they're all genres um do you have like are you just like rainbow or color-coded or just higgly piggly or do you like Uh, (laughs) good question so I collect a lot of bookish merch Mm -hmm. um my favorite thing is Funko Pops oh I have specific shelves that are dedicated to specific authors so like I have a Lee Bardugo shelf that has like a couple of Funko Pops from the Shadow and Bone mm-hmm. series and then Six of Crows series. Um, I have a couple of like little props. Um, obviously, uh, Jennifer Armentrout, I have a bunch of mm-hmm. special editions of From Blood and Ash and I have a couple of like Castile and Poppy Funkos. So I do have specific shelves that are decorated mm-hmm. very specifically. Obviously, Sarah J. Mass is another one of those. Um, but in the in-between of my special shelves, which I kind of do like a frame with a tall bookshelf, and then I have like shorter bookshelves that Mm. sit beneath my television, I have like a rainbow on the top with all of my paperbacks, and then I kind of just tried to go by height (laughs) with the rest of my hardcovers, but honestly, it kind of got a little weird because I have a couple of face outs and then I have a couple that are like laid on their side mm-hmm. and I have like a couple of like I'm sure if I rearranged I could have more space but mm-hmm. yeah but you I kind of got attached to some of the covers and like the face mm-hmm. outs that I did so yeah you can't see if you go I mean this is my one face out but I have more face outs as you go up you just made me realize that I'm missing throne of glass and I would like to know where my throne of glass went <laughs> oh, no. I'm kind of having a little bit of a panic moment because I don't know where it went Oh, oh, you're gonna have to find that yeah um I very much uh do you mind my vibes because I am a big mood reader so I'm like okay what's you know the mood so I'm like 
all right so yes i have like this is my fantasy section and this is the romance bookcase but then within those sections it's like okay what vibes do these give off are they similar are they not do we got witches do we got you know Oh yeah, I think that's yeah. uh, something that I do as well with, especially with the ones that I'm like height, because I have like mm-hmm. a couple. Actually, the Jade City series, uh, the Greenbone Saga, I have that paired up with um, City of Brass. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes, yeah. I have that paired up with City of Brass, and then yeah. there's another asian inspired series that's sharing mm-hmm. the same shelf and i in my head i was like these share the same vibes oh yeah there we go that's the one yeah. thank you yes yeah, yeah. Uh, daughter of the moon and son of the the what what is it daughter of the moon goddess and heart of the sun warrior yes yes yeah. which are on my tbr despite being on same. my shelf <laughs> so is the pri- okay so i call it the priory tree um I know that that's not its actual title, but I have shortened it to Priory Tree. It's, it's Priory Tree and Fallen Night. Yeah. Isn't I have not read Night? either of those. Neither we haven't either. They are on yeah. my Kindle. So I own them. I do that with a lot of books where I will get it like pre-ordered and I uh-huh. will have the intention and the excitement to read it immediately. And then a year will go by and I'll still be like, Aha, I have it, but I haven't read it yet. You mean the majority of my library? um I always every time I bring home books or I'm out and about and get books my boyfriend he's always like so when are you gonna read these I'm like shut up I'll read them eventually they'll get read it may not be for a few years but they'll get read and I I like the option Mm -hmm. I like to be able to be like if I wanted to pick this up right here and now I can yeah, but I don't want to like right now. About being a mood reader, though, is that exactly. having all those options when you need to pick something, you have yeah. them available. Mm, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so we're gonna we're gonna dive in. We're gonna segue from our side quests that we're having. <laughs> I do like side quests. We, we oh, do, yes. but we do too. I, I I definitely am the 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 law. In, in the or I guess I'm I don't know I'm the order am I the order no no <laughs> no try to be order lawful chaotic that that is my yes life. that that I, works literally nine times out of ten if you do one of those I am always lawful chaotic like always <laughs> it's kind of insane um so this next question is directed to that moment you were like we call it the uh, your come to Tolkien moment. So, <laughs> which is our way of saying that moment that you are like, this is the story that I'm going to write. This is the story that the people need to read. What was your like, aha? Like, you're like, oh, this came to me in a vision <laughs> to write your novel, your trilogy that you have planned out. <laughs> I have a, I'm going to call it a loaded answer on that one. Okay. Okay. Um, it's twofold. So the beginning is, is that I've actually been working on this story for a really long time. I just didn't realize it. <laughs> um, I've had elements being built in my head and with like OCs with my friends. We used to do like role play boards online mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah. So I've had a lot oh, yeah. of these ideas that have been being thought of and being elaborated on over the years. Um 
but I think my aha moment wasn't really so much of an aha moment as an oh shit moment. <laughs> um, I was in grad school and I needed to hand in, I think like 50 pages of a fantasy story, but oh, I was working cool. two retail jobs at the same time during holiday season and I was a manager okay. in both stores. Ooh. So I was waking up really early in the morning to go to one job. And then I would go sleep in my car for about a half hour. And then I would go to my other job and close out the mall. And then I would go home and try and do grad school work. Um, I was very tired during that time. (laughs) And I definitely 100% forgot about my assignment. (laughs) And I had... Thank God I had a professor that like understood that I was actually working and doing things and yeah, he gave me yeah. a little bit of an extension, but he told me that I had to, you know, if it was due on Friday, I had to have it in before the end mm-hmm. of the weekend. So I ended up kind of just hammering out this story of these ideas that I had, but really um, I had a dream like a couple of years ago about one of the scenes that happens in Daughter of Shattered Skies. Um, feel like I'm gonna ruin it if I say what the scene is okay, but I had this like very <laughs> weird dream where like I was watching from like above as this very elaborate uh-huh. scene played out below me and like I wasn't a character in it I wasn't a person I was very much just like watching on high going this is a really cool story and when I woke up I was like wow I should do something with this someday and then when it came time to have a deadline I was like shit I gotta do something so it kind of just all fell together. And I started realizing that all of these elements that I had been building previously actually worked really well with this concept that I was working on with this one dream scene. So I kind of yeah. just started mishmashing them together and realizing that I actually had something a lot bigger on my hands here. Wow. So after I passed in the story, I kept it. And then I kept writing until yeah, That's I had awesome. something worthwhile. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. That's so interesting. I've never dreamt about my story. That's- it's definitely weird because I feel like dreams always feel very disjointed to me Mm -hmm. where like when I wake up I'm like oh that didn't make sense and I remember having those moments where I was like that can't actually happen the way (laughs) that logic is absolute Mm -hmm. crap whereas if I take it and tweak it my dream can still apply and I can still take that inspiration Mm -hmm. and then make something better hopefully I have (laughs) wild wild dreams like they're kind of insane so <laughs> I mean hey write them down because you never know if you, you get into a situation where you got a deadline you're gonna be like oh man give me that I, dream back I got some I've been like multiple different people in my dreams like a, in my dreams I'm a whole nother person one of my dreams my one of my most wild dreams I was another person with a whole different life a whole different like history and I live in my dream it spanned over like six or eight months in my dream it sounds like you were dreaming about a book that you should write. I yes. want I want to write about it. It's a dystopian vampire series. Yeah. That's okay. kind of a hot genre right now. You gotta I feel get that like going. I'm just telling you that you've <laughs> yeah. read enough books. It's time to tell yes. your own story. Yeah. Yes. I, at that point, I was already working on my current novel. So, like, <laughs> that's just a back burner one. <laughs> We've all got many projects. I've never thought about the ones you get to work on in the interim. (laughs) Literally, never thought about writing that one as a novel, but like, I guess it could be technically. Like, yeah, yeah, it's it's dystopian. Like, there was a big zombie apocalypse, 
it's slash active zombie like disease and but then that's when we led to the discovery that vampires do exist and i love it i love it i think you should definitely pursue that (laughs) there's not enough vampire stories or i feel like there aren't enough anymore especially Mm. vampires and zombies (laughs) yeah i was gonna say they're normally like a a a difference between the two Mm. yeah yep so I, maybe I'll flush that one out. I think my husband might kill me if I put, push off my novel <laughs> another day to plan out a different novel. It's another work in progress. You just it's need to get a little bit of the story down, but then you'll go back to your other project. You swear. There you go. I swear. <laughs> I clearly make these bargains with myself often. Yes. Right. So we've jumped around and talked about various different forms of media throughout this episode. And this is why we told you early on when you weren't allowed to pick your own novel for this question. Uh, (laughs) If you could turn your novel into anything, would it be a movie? Would it be a series? Would it be animated? Would it be live action? Or would it even be a stage play? Uh, I definitely would love to see it. I've been told I'm a very visual writer um, so that people in vision my story really clearly um I have always I think it's because I grew up with anime and manga Mm -hmm. being like my my formative media um when I read a book I see like comic panels in my head that's so I feel like I would love to see Daughter of Shattered Skies as like an animated series maybe not necessarily like true anime but yeah. maybe something along the lines of like Dragon Prince or even like yes. Avatar the Last Airbender is one yeah. of the big ones I love that whole series even like Legend of Korra like I would oh, love yeah. to see a really in-depth animated series where you get to see all the magic and you get to see the world that I've built and the way it really is like everything's a character I love that I I love that you picked animated (laughs) I'm a big animated I love love animated Um, wait can we have a side tangent here side quest here um putting you on the spot this should have been an icebreaker question they used to be icebreaker questions no 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 no. oh no this is different okay never mind this is different this is different (laughs) um if you just share with us what is like your top three anime that you've watched i'm just curious like they can Uh, be your favorites or just ones that you really enjoyed sailor moon is hands down my ultimate favorite yes i'm a big magical girl girl (laughs) me too Uh, but i also really like dark horror things me (laughs) um so a really interesting anime that I watched that I would also put in my top three is uh Madoka Magica because it's magical girl but it's pretty fucked up actually (laughs) (laughs) uh it's got a longer name to it I think it's like uh Puella Magi oh I know what you're talking about something like that there's Fun a fact. couple of different animated versions of it. And um, mm-hmm. once you watch the first actual mm-hmm. anime, you'll understand why there's different spinoffs of the same characters doing the same oh. things. Okay. Um, really, really good series. Pretty fucked up for something that's supposed to be Magical Girl, though. So <laughs> interesting. Good, good to know, because I've always wanted to get into that one because, fun fact, Puella is girl in Latin. And I'm How like... There's and like magicum or magicum means magic, so like it's literally magical girl just in Latin. Like, oh, this seems cool. 
It's really uh, good. But I don't do horror, so you know. It's not so much like horror horror. Yeah. I would call it magical girl horror because okay. things happen, but it happens like with sparkles. To be to be fair, I did read the entirety of um Uzumaki. Um I can't remember the author's name and i know he's like huge horror i was gonna say i'm blanking out i'm blanking on it yeah but i did read the entirety of that in one sitting um it was a very weird day for me um (laughs) so maybe i'll have to check it out but you're i would definitely not classify it as like super like bloody gory horror but like interesting things happened that when it did happen i was like wait what (laughs) that's what's happening to me right now with um funnily enough Digimon because my (laughs) boyfriend has been playing the Digimon game that just came out and like he watches the new episodes and we went and saw the new movie that came out um it's real fucked up like I'm sitting there in the movie theater knowing barely anything about Digimon except for that it's like kind of like Pokemon ish and I'm like Right. And so I'm like, I'm going to get slain alive for that. Comment. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. And then suddenly I don't want to spoil anything, but there's like this horrible, like abusive childhood trauma and like some anime really always shit. pulls out the stops at a really right? weird spot like, where you're like, wait a minute, did this just get really dark? Right? And, and it was like graphic. Like, yeah, it's and alarming then, like, sometimes. This, this Digimon movie, I watched a character get eaten by his Digimon. I'm like, what is, what is what? this show? Oh yeah, it's real fucked up. That's so, awesome. Now I want to get into Digimon. You know, it's, it's real fucked up. Like, I don't, I oh. don't I watch but. a lot of gory fighting anime. <laughs> I actually just watched a uh, Blue Eye Samurai on Netflix yeah. recently. Oh. Definitely mature content for the mm. uh, the younger audience there, um, but we really good. Very interesting <laughs> storyline. Would be interested to see more of that. Um, are you into the Castlevania series? I really want to watch it, but I know that's one that I need to pay attention to. So it's <laughs> on my watch list, but I have so not started it yet. Um, also, if you want to go old school, 80s, early 90s, Helsing. So mm. good. So good. Actually, speaking of old school, early 80s, 90s, um, huge Yu Hakusho fan. <gasps> off. Yes, let's <laughs> fucking go. Can we just say that the live action is coming out tomorrow? I'm and sorry. I- Pardon? So excited! Wait, 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 wait! <laughs> I have not heard of this. What? Oh shoot! Really? Yay! I'm so excited! I can tell you. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Netflix is coming out with Yu Yu Hakusho live action. It, I think, is a mini series. I don't know how many episodes. I did watch the preview. I'm a little concerned as to if they're gonna try and cram all of it into like six episodes because they definitely showed some villains from later arcs oh oh okay oh and you know exactly who i'm talking about i know you do yeah he's dad yeah there's there's they've got some interesting stuff going on so and also wait a minute i'm gonna say this because i saw this in the preview and i'm i immediately was taking a video for my friend and i said wait a minute was that kuwabara is Kuwabara hot? No. I think Kuwabara might be hot in this. No. Is he a actually short? Like, he has to be short. He's, he's I, short. I can't really tell from the preview, but everybody <laughs> looks 
pretty authentic to their characters. Uh, yes. Which, I mean, <laughs> okay. considering Karama has, like, straight, like, crimson hair, I was yeah. wondering how they were going to do that. But everybody looks pretty decent, so. Okay, okay. so are you a Hie girl? Karama? I am a Karama girl. Ah, you a Karama girly. Okay. Very specifically Yoko Karama. Oh, facts. Facts. Right? Like, <laughs> yes. Because Karama's all soft-spoken with his tuxedo mask rose and everything like that. Uh, so he got me a little bit. But, but then he turned uh, into this silver fox boy and I was like, like literally a fox. Hello. Not, not a silver fox. But <laughs> <laughs> he had me instantly. Okay. My favorite is Husuke half demon form. Oh, that's always a good one. Right. He surprises me a little bit. Spoilers, also. Right? Sorry, guys. I mean, Sorry. no, it's been out since the 80s and the 90s. I know, like, right? there if is you haven't no... watched the Wong show by now, you need to get on it. Right? It's literally almost 40 years old. So. <laughs> oh my god, don't deal with it. Oh my god, <laughs> is it? Yeah. And speaking of, we do know that the author and creator of Yu Yu Show is married to yes. The author. Oh, okay. yes. It's my favorite power yeah. couple, right? Like they are <laughs> yeah. just crushing it in life. Yeah, um, yes. I will out myself now. My first fan fiction I ever wrote was Yu Yu Show fan fiction. I, I love that. Yes. So. <laughs> Can I just say that Yu Hakusho is kind of a weird inspiration for Daughter of Shattered Skies because of the spirit energy weapons is kind of how I came up with armament magic of using like Calyx has swords of fire. It's it's Kuwabara's spirit sword only (laughs) instead of being spirit energy, it's fire. I'm literally getting Hyusuke's spirit gun tattooed on my body. Oh my god, really? Yeah, so I'm planning out a whole leg, like thigh piece, and I'm doing singular panels from my fav- my top like four or five OG animes, and then I'm gonna do my top like five modern animes, and I want to do black and white with one pop of color in each frame. So mm-hmm. Hughes Hayes is gonna be blue, and then I'm gonna do Roni Kenshin. His ex and his hair are gonna be the red, and then I'm gonna love pick this. like a singular color for all of them. Oh, I love this! This is be, gonna be amazing. Gonna, so I'm when be, you do this, I need you to immediately drop me a picture. Yeah, <laughs> I will. I will drop my pants. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love this! I love this so much. Okay, so I love asking this question because I want to wrap it back into your book. Yes. Um, since we are talking about your characters and all of their <laughs> so my question for you is who do you think you're most alike who would be your best friend and who would be uh the person that you would butt heads with the most out of all of your characters out of my characters yes oh um whoo this is interesting okay so the questions were who am I most like who would mm-hmm. I butt heads with and who is your best friend best friend if you have I mean I'm assuming there's, there's if you don't there. have any and you know for this character no, I, do. I do I just <laughs> feel incriminated and attacked by these questions <laughs> hey I um, would butt heads with my own main character we would not get along <laughs> yeah uh I would probably butt heads with my main character Isaria um so one of the things that I really like is character growth mm-hmm. um when the story starts first off there's like a couple chapters where she's like seven years old I believe or maybe she's eight um she's obviously younger during these chapters I try not to fault her for her naivety 
However, she doesn't exactly grow out of that trait. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And as somebody who is quite jaded by life, I would be like, you dumbass. Like literally (laughs) every time she does something, I'd be like, you idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Isaria and I would not get along. I think I am probably most like Shiri, who is a side character that gains momentum for book two and everybody seems to really enjoy her or hate her that's fine Um, (laughs) (laughs) and then I think my best friend would probably be Elon because he is just he can't do anything wrong and even when he does do wrong you're just like oh poor baby (laughs) that's so cute so you mentioned that by your side character and this spurred in my brain um, outside of the trilogy, if you were going to write an extension, would you choose a character to write a spinoff series of, or would you write a prequel or a continuation series afterwards? I would probably have to write a prequel. Ooh, okay. Um, okay. Because my story actually kind of is the after effects of something Ooh. that happens in the past. Okay. That kind of comes full circle to the present. So I think that it would be a fun story for me to tell because I do know what happened in the past. I just thought that the present story was more fun to tell Mm -hmm. than starting 500 years ago (laughs) when I actually already knew where I wanted to go with it. So Mm -hmm. I feel like I could probably pull like a a George R. R. Martin thing and do Mm -hmm. like a House of Dragons after the Thrones and focus on the imperials and the mythos and where they actually came from and where my world came from really because it all does go back Mm -hmm. to like the creation of and the beginning of time essentially Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah 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 how do you pronounce the world that it is set in eloris okay i looked at that and there was so many consonants and so many vowels and i panicked (laughs) yeah i was like (laughs) I, for a really I the long per- time, the world did not have a name because everything mm-hmm. that I wanted to name it was something that I would later find in like a Sarah J. Mass book. Oh. And I was like, oh. are you effing kidding me? Every time <laughs> I chose something, I was like, oh, this is perfect. I would like read the next book and I'd be like, are you freaking shitting me? You have a, you have a, a holiday named Starfall? I've been working on this for like five years. <laughs> I got so mad. I kept it. I was like, they're different. I'm kidding. It's fine. You got to. Yeah. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> you just made me realize. I was like, wait a second. Is my Does my world exist anywhere else? And it does not. So. <laughs> I was like, hold up. Wait a second. Because I, mine, I think the technical terminology, it means like old piece of paper old piece of paper (laughs) yeah i'm pretty sure it means like some like old piece of paper because that makes a lot of sense in the context of my world that i've created i'm gonna have to dive into that now because now i'm curious i will let you know when i publish it (laughs) (laughs) keep going it's it's a long journey (laughs) oh it's close it's close i'm doing content edits and then i have an editor scheduled to take over afterwards because i can't just hand it off as is because as I've already previously stated, my grammar <laughs> is beyond what an editor can do. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I am a 
I very, I, again, I very much write like my thought process and then I have to go back and be like, no, no, mm-hmm. you, you cannot have 10 million things going on all at once. You can try, but you need to not. <laughs> so I think this is, I don't know if this was before we started the episode. I think this was before we started the episode. Um, in regards to you writing your novel. <laughs> chaos. The chaos that the we talked about. Chaos. The, the organized chaos. The organized chaos. So yeah. Megan and I are on two sides. We are. Spectrum. But we we are. Very, very. Very, very. Far apart. <laughs> um, are you a pantser, a planner, or a mix of the two? I am a mix of the two. Okay. Primarily a planner, but I feel like you gotta at least be willing to go off script because mm-hmm. I wrote, actually, perfect example. I wrote the ending to my book for to book two, I should say. Um, I don't know, a couple months ago, I took a break from the story because I like to distance myself from it and then come yeah. back with a fresh mm-hmm. perspective to go into edits and revisions yeah. and stuff. And I feel like. I know my book is good when I get lost in the edits. Mm-hmm. I get sucked into the story again, especially mm-hmm. when I don't really remember exactly what I wrote. Yeah. I got to the end and I was like, girl, what the fuck did you just do? <laughs> <laughs> I had to redo the whole thing. Oh, no. <laughs> and I, it was definitely, I had planned that ending, like, mm-hmm. very specifically from the very, very first conception of this was that was how the book was supposed to end I got there reread it and was like no this is not this doesn't work my characters don't feel genuine their dialogue doesn't feel authentic I ended up scrapping the whole thing and kind of just going in like with a I don't know what I'm doing right now but I know where I need to end up Mm -hmm. and I just kind of was like all right guys keyboard is yours you tell me what you gotta (laughs) do and I really relied heavily on my characters to pull me through that and Mm -hmm. That's so cool that I, I love this question because I love learning about how people like approach writing their own novels because like, here's a great example of how I'm a planner. Um, my character developed a hobby that that was about as pantser as I am. They mm-hmm. developed a hobby. Hey, that's <laughs> some good stuff though, because like, that hobby could be something that, you know, saves them later on. Probably. I mean, they, I, she's a she likes identifying plants that's her she's just like oh look did you know save them from getting poisoned later right like it's literally like oh i like plants i like knowing about plants i like learning about plants and i like identifying plants you could be that- a hermione character where you need like instant knowledge and you need to have mm-hmm. a reliable source that's going to deliver like, it oh, it's don't be sad that nightshade berries pita right, right? <laughs> oh <laughs> Yeah, so that's like is about as far as I will pants is she 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 organically developed a hobby. I did, <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> un- I unintentionally made my main male character left-handed. I don't know how that happened, but he's left-handed, so there's that. Hey, those are those little personality quirks that like sometimes yeah. these things never actually make it onto the page, but it's something that you know about in the mm-hmm. background. And you're always oh, yeah. like, oh, it's these little details that really make your characters into real people. But then nobody knows the answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, oh, well, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> so as, since it, it's, um, you said you self-published, correct? Right, mm-hmm. you said. Um, since you did the whole self-publishing thing. And um, this question, I think, is half for us, mostly. <laughs> <laughs> that we ask anybody that comes on here. 
when you going through the whole process from the beginning of writing to the actual publishing process, what would you say is like the biggest takeaway or advice that you would pass on to somebody else from doing it yourself? Don't. No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no. Um, give yourself more time than you think you need. Um, because especially if you're doing it independently, mm -hmm. for example, I'm now prepping for book two release in February. I'm very excited about it. It's something that I'm putting a lot of effort into. Um, I spend a lot of time on like Canva making like graphics and things. And I'm always like, okay, I just got home from work at 530. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to make this graphic, this graphic, and this graphic. Each one should probably take me like maybe a half hour. At like 1130 at night when I'm getting up from my computer and I realize I've forgotten to eat dinner and I also haven't taken my dog for a walk <laughs> and I can't believe I just wasted five hours and I still didn't finish the, the tasks that I set out to complete. Yeah. Like, yep. Yeah. It, everything takes longer than you think it's going to. Um, and then also do a Kickstarter, I guess. I, I work. Um so I, I fund myself yeah. when I need, when I need an influx of cash to commit to a project, I get it from myself. Um, mm -hmm. Especially yeah. when you, when I was first starting, everything came from me. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, now I kind of fund myself through my writing. Thank goodness. <laughs> That's lovely to say. Um, but everything is way more than you think it's going to be. Everything mm -hmm. costs more. Everything takes yeah. more time. Everything is more than you're prepared to do, especially if you just really wanted to write a book. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I get that. Because learning how to market and do all this other stuff, um, I did not go to school for that stuff. <laughs> I, I did not. <laughs> I went to school to learn how to write the 100,000 words. Yeah. Not to condense it into 250. <laughs> Um, I had, I had a question. Oh, what was it? <laughs> was it about... The covers? Maybe. Sure. Maybe. I don't know. I'm looking at your map. I don't know. I, I don't remember anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess we can just... I'll just ask a different question then. <laughs> I can't remember what... I, it'll come to me. It'll come to me at some point. Probably after the interview is over. I'll be like, ah! You'll be in your kitchen and your Sims light will come on and you'll be like, oh yeah! Oh yeah! Not gonna lie, I was just thinking about grilled cheese. <laughs> <laughs> nice. As long as you don't put the plate on the floor when you're done. <laughs> right. Yeah. So out of the whole writing process, I just remember the question now that I'm asking the other one. Perfect. I will go with the one that I'm currently asking you. Um, out of the whole writing process, beginning to end from like conception to publishing, what would you say is your favorite part of the writing process? And what is your least favorite part of the writing process? Well, my least favorite part is editing. Yes. Because you realize how dumb you really are. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I have a master's degree and some of the things <laughs> that I circle back around to, I'm like, yeah. You paid $80,000 for that piece of paper that says that you can do this and you can't. No. <laughs> um, editing is definitely my least favorite part. And then dual edge sword editing is also probably my favorite part because really? that means that I have 
finished the draft. I have oh, I have put true. something on the page. I have done the work already so that I can begin working on perfection and yeah. polishing and making the story what it is for everybody. Um, when it comes to your characters, because you mentioned that there's multiple POVs, is it two, three, four, seven? Um, book one originally was only supposed to be three POVs, but I ended up throwing in a fourth okay. because in book two, that character gets more chapters. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, but Sorry. by book two, I've also added another character who's another okay. main character. So by yeah. book two, we have five POVs and it's a surprise sixth. which one was it was it empire storms or was it kingdom of an ash kingdom of ash that had like 14 povs so you know you're doing better than that i definitely i was gonna say i have more povs in book two (laughs) not as many and the new ones that i add in i they don't they're not primary characters Mm -hmm. i think it's I do like a Game of Thrones thing where like everybody's kind of on the map in a different place doing oh, something yeah, else yeah. and it all yeah. kind of like tells the same story. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes the things that happen in these side chapters are not really imperative to the overall storyline. Mm-hmm. However, it's fun for the reader to know what's going on because then when they go into a different chapter, they have this knowledge in the back of their head that this was actually happening over here. Now they're over here and they're like, oh shit, I see something happening. <laughs> totally, totally. I totally get that. So speaking of your map and all your cover art and everything, um, when you're finalizing your novel, how much time do you spend on like creating the map or do you make that in advance or like creating the cover design? Do you make that yourself or do you outsource it to an artist? Um, I outsourced my cover art to an artist. I also outsourced my map to a map maker that I found on Fiverr. That's so cool. Um, And she's an actual like cartographer. So my map is very realistic to how a world with the parameters that I set forth would actually appear. Um, Super love that. So I was going to say my map looks different than other (laughs) fantasy book maps because it is more realistic. Yeah. instead yeah. of like that illustrated like like the maps in like uh the sjm books or even uh the new once upon a broken heart they're very like stylistic and mm-hmm. very like somebody drew this yeah mine looks like more of a topogra- topographical map of yeah, like an actual continent so I'm that's awesome right now and it's very cool and i very i like how much how many uh names of body of water there are Oh yeah, I named everything. So long story short, I actually drew this map when I first started conceiving the story because there's a lot of journeying and I needed to know where things were in relation to each other. So before I outsourced this map, I must have drawn and sketched probably like four or five different versions trying to get it all right. Mm-hmm. And then I used tracing paper to trace my favorite portions of each map that I created to create one massive map. Yeah, it's very That's cool. cool. Let's just say I definitely ADHD that one until I was <laughs> really satisfied with something. I, I love a good hyperfixation. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely hyperfixated on that until it was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
so cool. Yeah, I love asking about that kind of stuff because my degree and background is all in art. So, like, I have made my own map. I've made my own cover design and done all that kind of stuff myself. And I like to see how other people approach that process because um, I think it's one of, like, the funner parts of the whole <laughs> Definitely. Um, I actually have a minor in fine art and I was very like, again, thanks to anime and manga, I drew a lot <laughs> as a kid growing up. I was definitely one of those art nerds and the book nerds and everything. Yep. Um, I feel like, I, again, I am a very visual person, so I always thought that I would do those things myself, but then I realized I actually just don't possess those skill sets. <laughs> I, I have an idea in my head and then I can't mm-hmm. get what I want out of what I'm able to create so I might come in with like 75% of an idea that is actually pretty good but I just can't deliver it well enough so I especially for like my cover art I really like going to a really nice artist a great artist I work with uh, Alexi from Selkie Designs and she just Mm -hmm. she just takes my ideas and just puts them back to me and I'm just like I love working with her because she just gets it and like even when I suggest something that I'm like, oh, maybe we could do something like this. She's like, well, we can try it. And she'll definitely try my idea. But then she'll be like, I, from an artist's perspective, we should not do this. And this is why. And I'm like, you are. I should have never suggested that. <laughs> Clearly overstepping my bounds. I should. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so funny. That's so funny. Um, so. When writing your novel, do you have like a, since you do have like a daytime job, do you have like a daily or weekly writing goal or do you have like a certain amount of time that you try to focus or do you like a lot weekends for your writing? Um, When I am in like a super crunch, like I have been for book two, I've been spending almost every single night working uh, after work until mm-hmm. I feel too tired to even look at my computer screen. Okay. Um, when I am organically creating, just like, I'm a, I'm eventually going to start writing book three. <laughs> I've not started that process yet. No, no, you don't um, need to. <laughs> my goal will be to write a minimum of 250 words a day, which I know does not sound like a lot, but if you commit to writing 250 words a day for 365 days of the year, um, at the end yeah. of the year, you're going to have a full length novel. Yeah. Am I, I honestly going to write 250 words a day? Probably not. There'll be days where I struggle to hit 250 and I will feel accomplished when I reach that goal and I will be (laughs) done when I hit 250. However, there are other days. My favorite thing to do is wake up really early in the morning, throw some lo-fi on, grab some coffee and uh, just write as much as I can. So some days I could probably bang out 5,000, 7,000 words and really make a huge Mm -hmm. dent in something significant but minimum 250 uh, 250 words a day I really like that because part of the you know you go online when you know you're trying to figure out how to be an author back you know (laughs) in like high school and college and whatnot and you're like okay I'm gonna look how to become an author how to write a book and it's like all right here are your top 10 things buzzfeed here's what's (laughs) going on you need to write this many words a day and it's like that is terrifying you know I know um but I love these smaller chunks Mm -hmm. because they're so they're achievable but then like you were saying if you go past it great if you hit it great you know right because there are days when I literally would sit at the keyboard and be like row 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 your boat (laughs) true 
Yeah. And I would mm-hmm. really struggle to get up to something that was actually worth keeping on the page. Mm-hmm. But then there'd be other days where if I was just in the zone or like maybe I stopped at a really good portion where I got in bed that night and I just had the scene playing through my head and I was like, man, when I sit down tomorrow, I am just gonna Bruce yeah. Almighty that <laughs> shit. <laughs> awesome. I I I like hearing rational progress because like so much of the writing world can feel very far off and imaginative like you mentioned with the articles and then hearing an author being like no we're gonna be practical a lot because we've had some (laughs) authors that are like oh yeah I bang out a novel in like less than 30 days and I'm like I beg you you're crazy (laughs) that person is insane like I bow down to you but also what yeah I think the (laughs) shortest amount of time an author has said that they've written a novel on all out of all the interviews we've done so far I think they said they wrote an entire novel in 14 days I was like what uh I want to know how many words that was and how (laughs) how many edits were required afterwards well because that same author was saying you know she writes them out really quickly and then she spends like an entire year editing and all that okay there's definitely you know so confession when I wrote Daughter of Shattered Skies, I actually wrote what I'm going to call the skeleton draft of book two at the same time. And when I got to what is probably what was the end of book one is probably about halfway through book two. Okay. And I realized that I had two two separate arcs of a story here. So I had to break them up in general. And then I also had the opportunity when I broke them up to really go back and add a bunch of finer details, if you will, into the story to really mm-hmm. add those extra characters that people ended up really enjoying and oh. the extra plot lines that really fleshed out the world and showed that not not everything that happens that's important happens to a royal. <laughs> <laughs> very very true <laughs> uh so yeah I definitely am one of those people too where if it's uh if it's my skeleton draft it's a lot sparser and then I'll go back and I'll add in a bunch of things so which cool. is fun it's fun yeah, but yeah. it also feels overwhelming because when you get to the end of what is a skeleton draft and you're like oh I've written a book and it's like it's only 50,000 words. I'm like, oh, shit, I have to write another 50,000 words to make this, like, fantasy yeah. novel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel that. I'm I'm currently hovering in the 90s, and I'm trying to push my way into the 100s. <laughs> hey, you're getting there. And you know what? I feel like 100,000 is, like, a really good round number. But if you're, like, a little shy mm-hmm. or a little over, I feel like that's okay, too. Yeah. I, yeah. No, I'm not like it has to be a hundred thousand, but I'm like I'm so early in the aughts of the editing and content correcting that I I think I'll pass. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah. 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 In fact, you're gonna end up going. Oh no! Now I need to scale back. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Always a problem. <laughs> well, it's that time. Are you ready? Oh. <laughs> Are you ready for the game? Oh, oh, okay. Is this how, many, <laughs> how fast I can answer questions? Yes. yes. Okay, yes. hold on. Whew. Okay, so, I'm ready. You, you're gonna. It's time. Do you have two minutes on the clock? Megan, are you gonna quiz her or me? I can do it again. Okay, sounds great. So Megan's gonna ask you questions, and you're just gonna have to word vomit. So word vomit. We... I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Megan, are you ready? Yes, I am ready. Sarah, are you ready? <laughs> 
the time that you need to beat is like what? I think you have to beat 20 questions or uh yeah, it's 20 questions that you have to beat. So let's okay. see if you can do it. And go. Favorite mythical animal. Pegasus. Water, wind, earth, or fire? Water. Summer, winter, spring, or fall? Fall. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Give me a one sentence hook for your book. Magic girl has voice and head. <laughs> Ebook, hard copy, or audiobook? Hardcover, because I'm a serial killer. <laughs> Hardback or paperback? Hardback. <laughs> Name a different genre you'd write in. Smut. Yeah. Would you rather be the reluctant hero or the morally great anti-hero? Morally great anti-hero. Would you rather be a witch, elf, fae, vampire, or something along the lines? Uh, something along the lines, shapeshifter. Ooh. What fictional world would you want to be in? Uh, Valeris. Oh, if you had, if you had a time machine, would you go backwards or forwards? I'm gonna go backwards. Annotate, tab, or nothing at all when reading. Nothing at all. Dog ear, bookmark, or nothing. Bookmark. What's one genre you'd like to try and read more of? Self-help? <laughs> Kill off a main character or not? Oh. Kill off a main character, for yeah. sure. Which do you prefer, strong characterization or strong world building? Strong world building. Special editions worth it or no? Worth it. Name a genre you would never write in. Nonfiction. Do you prefer series, duologies, or standalone books? Series. Have you ever dressed up as a book character for Halloween, cosplay, etc.? Yes. Do you set reading goals for yourself? Yes. Have you ever read a graphic novel? Yeah. <laughs> what is the best book to screen adaptation you have seen? Best? Huh? Shit. I don't know. I haven't watched Dune yet, but I heard that's really good. <laughs> do you reread books? Yeah. Time. <laughs> oh! How'd I do? 25. Yeah. Out of, out of 27 questions. You... See, I was only short by two. What were the final two that I missed? Uh, do you like to read more than one book at once? Yeah. And describe your novel in three Goodreads tags. Shit, I don't even know. <laughs> You're asking me to shorten it. I can't do that. That's my, my one you know, weakness. When, as I was actively asking the one hook line question, I was like, oh no. I feel so oh, yeah. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. The one thing I can't do. I was like, maybe we should move that one lower, but then that wouldn't be fair to you and our other authors that we've already interviewed. So maybe we'll just leave it there. No, it was good. I, I came up with, what, what did I say? Magic girl has voice and head. Yes. You know yeah. what? That's a really good That's summation. Good. That's yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> you did awesome. fabulously. I mean, you're currently number one on our ladder board. So congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> so I told you I was good at word. Okay. So real quick for those who are listening. Um, the, we record these so, out of order. Out of order and very part. So. As of right now, as we have been recording them, you are ahead. Now, depending on when you get released and all that. Yes, that is true. We don't you, know. You might be knocked <laughs> off the, the leaderboard. <laughs> but as of right now, in the interviewing process, you are number one. <laughs> I like being number one. That's fun. <laughs> so you mentioned throughout this interview that the sequel to your first novel comes out in February. You talked about a book uh 
uh, tour coming out potentially this spring. Do you have anything else coming down the pipeline in your schedule that you want to share with our listeners? Absolutely. So Son of Shattered Souls, which is the second book in the Shattered Trilogy, is coming out on February 27th. I have special editions that Ooh. I have slowly started peeping on my Instagram. Um, I actually just had a holiday giveaway that um, somebody won the first special edition that I'm finally going to give away. And that was really fun. Um, and then I am definitely going back to Imaginarium coming up in, is it June 2024? June, June. So- yeah. I'll see you lovely ladies there. Yes, we will see you there. Uh, we will and see I will you have there. both books as well as uh-huh. some special editions at the table while I am there. Very cool. And uh, other than that, just uh, trying to make some things happen, I think. Don't quote me on this, but I'm going to put it out into the universe. All right. I'm going to try and get into Barnes & Noble this year. Oh, hey! yes. Manifest that shit. Right. So I am going to try and go brick and mortar. And I feel like if that is something that I accomplish, A, I'm definitely going to cry because I've always wanted to see my book in Barnes and Noble. And B, I just think that it would be a really cool opportunity to really just expand my readership. That'd be so cool. Yeah. That'd be amazing. So be on the lookout in your local Barnes and Noble for the Shattered series. Um, where can they find you? Where can our listeners find you? Uh, for like to buy my book or for just in me? general everywhere, anywhere, <laughs> everywhere. All of the uh, okay well you can buy daughter of shattered skies on amazon currently in hardcover ebook and paperback um, you can also buy signed editions of these on my website silverquillsarahbooks.com and that is s-a-r-a no h please mm-hmm. um, and you can also find me on tiktok and on instagram as silverquillsarah which is an amazing name. Like it's, it's yes. it rolls literally off the tongue. I love it. Do I love you want to so know much. how much of a nerd I am? Yes. Yes, always. That's my name if I was a My Little Pony. <gasps> oh, you have I the love best it. My Little Pony name. <laughs> yes. Now I want to know what mine would be. What do you like? It's always about your special talent with them. So yeah. I would have been Silver Quill. Probably painting. <laughs> Watercolor. <laughs> Would be something more like a like rainbow palette or something like that. It would be like a whimsical name. Yeah. So my my old uh, chat name was Aurora Borealis. So like all the colors. <laughs> See, we could make, we could work with that, and then your yeah. old cutie mark could be the Aurora. See, hey, there you go. I like this. I like. This. For the record, I'm not a brony, but <laughs> my little pony did have some really awesome world building. Okay, it's so- true. Don't hate until you watch and get totally obsessed. (laughs) Well, we want to thank you so much for being on here today, Sarah. (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. This was super fun. And I don't think I was a total spaz. No, no. I think you did a wonderful job on our They Know Know How to Write series, on our We Know How to Read podcast. And guys, you need to check out this Magic Girl Internal Thoughts series, <laughs> the Shattered Trilogy. Magic uh, Girl has voice in head. Has yes. voice in head. <laughs> the day of this release, book two will have already dropped. So go binge read your heart out. <laughs> and we're excited for you to follow us and her and all of our adventures on our Instagrams and other platforms. Thank you so much for being with us today. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. 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 <laughs>